for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. What's up, everybody? It's Thursday, April 2nd, 2015. This is episode 153 of Attack of the Androids every Thursday evening now. That's right, Thursday, so remember that. Uh, AttackoftheAndroids.com. Check it out. Matt Lee, it's Eric, Fink and Meaner. What's up, Eric? Not much, man. I'm just Googling for fun things like Hangouts hotkeys. Ooh, ooh, what's the Hangout hotkey of the night? Uh, Control and D. Nice. Because when you do that... So nobody can hear what you're saying. Nice. It's great. That's great. Also, Nick Carroll joining us. Control D. What's up, Nick? Hey, not much. Just learning about fancy shortcuts. <laughs> nice. Also back with us, Shane Brady. What's up, man? Not too much. I'm just being amused that other people use to find the necessary shortcuts. That's all right. That's how we roll. I don't even have to search because I have friends that do that. It's excellent. I have Google that does that, actually. Sometimes Google will just listen. Did you see, uh, so, day after April Fool's Day, I pretty much just can't be on the internet during April Fool's anymore. It, it's There are a few clever things, which I, I do appreciate still, but most everyone just is, like, taking an article and writing, writing like, lies about it and then being like, nah, I'm kidding, April Fool's. It's, it's like, oh, that's not really the spirit of the holiday. It's not even a holiday, but... Um, my, I saw, uh, I was searching, actually, I was writing an article for Stuff Stoners Like about uh, this mass Rossin technique, and like, on my phone, and Chrome pops up, and it's like, do you want to take a Chrome selfie? And I'm like, uh, I guess? I don't know, do I? Probably, I don't know. But I th- what, I, what I found was interesting, if you go to hashtag Chrome selfie, not only does it show you <laughs> people staring at their phones, uh, it also shows you what they're searching for. Which I found really amusing. So, uh, hashtag Chrome Selfie. Uh, April, April Fools. <laughs> April Fools on yeah, all you guys. There to see if you can find anything incriminating. Like, people are just like, oh, I didn't know that I was searching for, you know. Oh, that totally wasn't me. Accident. It was like O-Face after O-Face. I just, I couldn't listen. I, I couldn't look at it anymore. Lovely. I, I find the whole thing irritating. Like, even when I was going through for this show... Uh, I think there was, yeah, there was an article, um, I forget who put it out, uh, maybe Android Police, where it was like, yeah, Google Reader, they've, they've, they've brought it back with material design, Here and I'm like, that. oh, that's neat. So I, I click the link, and it goes to a Rick Astley video, and I'm, you know, it's, fuck. Yeah. You know, they started rolling out some of these the day before, like in the evening, because in other parts of the world, they're a little bit ahead of us, so... uh I basically stopped watching news like yesterday, like the day before in the afternoon and evening. It's like, I don't know what's going to be real or not. But uh, yeah, the one that I liked uh, was Google Actual Cloud, where they put a data center in the sky and they go through this long three minute video explaining the technology behind this. And I'm like, wow, that's they're they're going deep with this one. But uh, and Samsung had one. They had one where it's like uh, the Galaxy Edge Blade phone, where it's like a uh, a butcher knife, but it's the phone, the edge. Anyway, so yeah, it's it got a little crazy yesterday. I think Packmaps was my favorite one. That oh, yeah. that was a good one. That was definitely a good one. That's still running now. So, yeah, I actually was... I actually hope they leave it up because uh, it's actually quite challenging because streets are not designed for Pac-Man, and uh, it's actually very challenging to play. And I, I like those because they're not like trying to make fun of it anyone or some some are trying too hard you could always tell those are trying to create something and i think things like pack maps wasn't a couple years ago 8-bit maps or yeah yeah it was like minecraft looking that was cool yeah that was pretty good and and, and ones that make fun of product like i'll tell you um the weakest one other than like the annual gnrs getting back together uh ones are uh amazon Put up. They retroed back to the 99, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't commit to it. They can't. They had to mention it. Can I tell you? Day. I I was 
I, I got up before I had to go to work, and I needed to order some headphones, because I'm like, I'm in this lab, and I can't listen to music, so it's driving me crazy, like, very monotonous work, like, washing things and, and everything, and so I hopped on Amazon, and it was like, hey, remember when Amazon was, like, in 1996, and I'm like, I not even have time for this right now, and I just, I clicked, like, just inadvertently clicked, and it went away and brought me to the real, I was like, oh, man, I was almost... So close, just going to give up and be like, screw it. Yeah, Google had a, instead of Google.com, it was com.google. Or if you just did com.google, it would, it's a reverse. So the entire Google page, the standard Google.com page, and any results that you search for would be. So you know what that means, though, right? Then that means they own the TLD for .google. Yeah. <laughs> if did it that was... work outside of Chrome, though? I didn't test it outside of Chrome. Oh, was, was it like a using Chrome, so I didn't test Was it a host file thing? It might have been like a little update they pushed that no one noticed that <laughs> redirected <laughs> it the host file. But I, I wouldn't put it past them that they do own the, the TLD for, for things like that. For Doc Google, yeah. I would, I would. For internal use or whatever. Yeah. I thought the Amazon one was kind of funny. I understand what you're saying that they didn't commit, but like that's the only one that I was in any way well, Pac Man was entertaining, but I was actually entertained by Amazon because I'm like, oh, God, I remember this. Like, you just sort of cringe and laugh, and then you click on something, and then it's back to normal. You know the yeah, other the, the other yeah, thing? Yeah. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm. Mm. It's all you, Matt Lee. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I insist. <laughs> Let's all sit here in awkward silence. How's that sound? That's good right. listening. I'm really good at that. See, now I, I forgot what I was going to say, so never mind. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What's <laughs> yeah. Everybody's too damn polite. Oh, I remember. It, I was going to mention, I, I also enjoyed the the awkward chillness of uh, people's posts when they were like, well, I've had enough of like Facebook or insert whatever social media network here, so I'll see you guys in the real world only. I'm getting off of this. And people leave comments like, oh, that's, that's good. Like, like they were happy for them. I, I think a lot of those backfired when people were, but then they were like April Fools and yeah, it wasn't very good after. It kind of reminds me of how Black Friday has been ruined. It's become a joke. Black Friday now starts on Wednesday yeah. before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so, yeah. And it continues to the next Monday and beyond. Yeah. I'm actually curious if anyway, if companies like Google, because they actually put work into that, if that actually if they get any other benefit, like that solving some other problem that they use as an example. Like, is there anything using turning maps into Pac-Man? Is there any other practical use? Ingress get out of it? wasn't that Ingress? I was gonna say I was gonna say Ingress is like a classic example of, but more so probably probably not like an actual. I think it's more like goodwill and PR than anything. Like, well, no, but I mean, there's, I don't want to say it's complicated, but looking at a map and then creating paths yeah, around it, yeah, it, yeah. it can be complicated graph theory. So I wonder if that's like a challenge they give developers. Because uh, it also determined, like if I did it on my street, it would say, you don't have enough streets to play Pac-Man. <laughs> I, don't, I just live in the boonies. You don't get to so play. <laughs> Alright, then you move it around and it figures out, you know, where the map crosses over, all that stuff loops and all that. So it, I mean there's some actual maybe like a hackathon type thing where you're just doing it for skill. It's probably something they do with like new Googlers. And I can't call them Nooglers, but I think it's it's something that they're just like here and then they collect them all. And then when, you know, when they need them they reach into the old hat of uh silly code bits. Hand me that code that turns Street View into Pac-Man. <laughs> it's an inter- it's an interview thing. You yeah, like your exactly. It's like, listen, now you have to make the April Fool's joke. Exactly. Uh, all right, Android stuff. Four thousand milliamp battery, Motorola battery pack, twenty bucks. Are you guys down with that? That's probably like twice what your phones have. It's well, it's pretty big but not as big as like other things I was can surprised i sh- can i show can i can i show you something you see this yeah. see, how see. many milliamp hours is that oh uh only twenty thousand. it's fine 
You, you probably had that for a while, though. It, it, I, <laughs> I haven't had to charge this since I've gotten it. Like, I've... <laughs> And I've charged my phone multiple times. I charge my e-cigs on it. Like I, it's just a brick. It weighs like eighteen pounds, but it uh, it also has a light, which is uh, pretty useless. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I have a fifteen thousand one. It's around that size too. It has a, has a flashlight in it and all that. Power um, ad. It's good. Sh- it's good stuff for sure. I I like it. I just it's ridiculously big, but you can charge like eight laptops with it. So that's cool. Yeah, I'd like to see if you could charge the Pixel on it. Uh, if the Pixel was USB, you probably could. The Pixel 2 is USB-C. Ooh. You just need an adapter. Ooh. Yeah, you could charge it. It just depends on the speed at which that... It's the amps, in it? This had the most amps. It's uh, 2.1 amps. That, that's pretty good. That's that's what your ta- typical tablet uses to charge. So I haven't like tested good. it, but that's what it says. <laughs> it's probably like one and a half. No, actually, it charges my phone really fast, which is cool. Yeah, the reviews on the S six, which I haven't gotten yet, uh, are middling on the battery. So I'm thinking, if you go to a conference, maybe I'll, I will need to pick up a uh, battery pack. That's exactly what I got this for. Yeah, conferences. Conferences. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only phone that I've ever had that's getting me through a day no problem is the OnePlus One, but it has a terrible camera on it. Even, like, full... full day in the Moto X. Full use, though, I feel like conference use is way, way more than normal use, you know? Like, you're overly using your camera if you're using that for your camera. You're using GPS because you're lost or whatever. I don't know. Well, you're constantly bouncing through different, you know, yeah. signals. So. Yeah, yeah, your cell signal's terrible. Your cell, yeah. <laughs> Like I having think. to punch other phones off the network to get a connection. <laughs> when, when, I was at, when I was at DragonCon last year, I had the OnePlus One, and it, it was a champ. I mean, there's 80,000 people in like a four or five block area. And probably 78,000 cell phones all going off. So I'm concerned that the S6 won't hack it. Um, <laughs> but uh, man, what, can, what can you do? You probably also have cancer leaving one of those events with just how much... Yeah, if somebody tweaked their antenna to send more of it, then it would. (laughs) It doesn't break bonds, though. Like, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I'm kind of excited for this if it actually happens. Motorola bumping some devices up to uh, 5.1. Because I'm still on 444 on my first-gen Moto X here. So that, that'll be yeah, exciting. Forget this 5.01 stuff. Let's just go I know. And right. honestly, I maybe I am now kind of glad that I didn't. I don't know. The tablet I messed with that had a 5 and 501 on it, it was a Nexus 7 second-gen, and it didn't have any problems. So I don't know. This is different from a phone that has other antennas and, and basements and all that mess. But Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably best to go to five one. Uh, I don't know how, yeah. how much longer they say it's going to be to get five one. I, I don't me- think there are huge changes between five and five one. No, but if you're uh, if you're on these first gen Moto Xs, you're on four 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 or or less. <laughs> so it'll be. It was a lot of battery. It'll be nice going to. Right. Yeah, and something with with notifications and Bluetooth. I think there were some changes to Bluetooth LE too. My phone lies. It is not up to date, but that's okay. It thinks it um, is, and yeah. it's just not that smart. Yeah, I mean the Moto. I had the Mo, when I had the Moto X 2014 second gen. That's what I wish that, I had. Yeah, they, that had a few. I, I never got it to five point one. I don't think it ever came out for that. Or I, I sold it before it did, but it had quirks where things would lag here and there. So I, I don't think. I think they may have rushed that a little bit, and they wasn't quite ready because they they tweak it themselves, and so that's weird because the my first gen still runs really smooth. I mean, for four four four, I don't I don't I'm not playing a bunch of games or anything on it, but I mean, what it does, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's glitchy. Saying, there was some jankiness with the yeah. 2014 with a lot with all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just say this with my original Nexus Seven that I got in August 2012 that it was. Uh, it was performing fine under KitKat. It wasn't like to me significantly slow, but as soon as I got Lollipop on it, it, it practically killed it. 
<laughs> and as far as usability, you know, it got better when I flashed it again and just made it complete, completely bare. But even after time, it just got got bad again. The more stuff I put on it, so Lollipop is more demanding than KitKat. So if you have an older device, you you may actually feel that in terms of usage. Is that just all the visual stuff, or like what's so? I wonder you. you no, know, I thought about that, so I switched to the standard Android launcher, not the not the Google Experience launcher, but the Android launcher that comes with every version of Android that you can switch to and stuff like that. And it was a little bit better, but I think it's just there's enough stuff going on underneath things with Lollipop that it's not the launcher itself; it's something else in terms of how it's working. Where it's it just requires more. I feel like too, and we've talked about it before that like these phones aren't made with the highest end stuff because they're made to be tossed in a couple years. So your RAM isn't going to yeah. last for four years. You know, something's going to burn out, and you're going to notice it get slower and slower. You can wipe it yeah. and you know do all that, and it'll speed it up a little bit. But as as the RAM degrades, you can almost feel it. Like if you hold onto a phone, you can definitely notice it. Yeah, the, the I like with the um, with the Shield tablet. Um, I know it's like. 90% of the time it flies and there's this one thing that, that just janks out a bit and it, it uh, it's something wrong, Eric? Was your cat? Hold on. Oh, Who's... yeah. He, he wants to eat. He's hungry. Your cat he does that too? My roommate has a cat back home that does that every day at 6 o'clock. Is it 6 o'clock? It's like an alarm. Are you... Are you... Alarm. Every two hours it goes off in this case. Um, <laughs> I would but the, there's things that lollipop. I think it just gets. There's still some jank in there that you know that it, they need to they need to work on. Um, it's it's no different than the iOS iOS eight eight point one eight point two. I mean they have the same things. There's places they just haven't fixed fixed all the lag and corrupt and all that. Um, I don't notice as much on the Nexus five. I don't. I guess I don't really have a new phone that I'm running it on. Um, I'm running it on my Nexus 5, and I just picked up this Nexus 9 a couple weeks ago. And it, both are running great for me. And the Nexus 5 that I've had for several months, at least, however long I've had it, and it's it's been running like a champ. I've not noticed anything with that. But maybe on a smaller display, I wouldn't notice as much if, if it was on the tablet or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was able to sell my uh, Nexus 9 to some sucker. So uh, I'm with that thing. Uh, you didn't like it, huh? The Nexus 5 runs pretty good. I don't, I don't know. I think it must be very, very much tuned to the hardware. <coughs> but I think cool. Shane just has really weird expectations because that Nexus 9 runs beautifully. I think Shane's just a, a Samsung fan. Uh, all right. Yeah, he just, he just loves Samsung. I love I, Samsung. I finally get an NVIDIA Shield tablet that allows me to turn on and off. Except <laughs> now it makes a buzzing sound when you're using it. What? What's buzzing? Are you sure it's not your cat? Stop buying if, aftermarket crap that doesn't work, Shane. If you Google for NVIDIA Shield buzzing, you'll see lots of people in the forums have the same problem. This is so weird. NVIDIA Shield buzzing. I'm Googling it now, Shane. Oh, you're wait. Also, no, I don't even have to Google it because Google knew it auto-completed, so I'm going to take your word there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many people... <laughs> Uh, but no, it's really it, actually I like the I actually like the tablet a lot. Uh, I like the uh, I think pen input on tablets are highly underrated, and it's yeah. making me wonder if I, about maybe I should get a Note, uh, a Galaxy, uh, Samsung Galaxy Note because well, my handwriting sucks. I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of things you can just do faster with a stylus. Or speaking to it if you're in a, a situation where people aren't staring at you for doing so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, when when the pe- when the Apple Watch people come out and you know become uh, king and queen d bags around for uh, their eight thousand dollar watches, people talking to their uh, phones won't get noticed as much. That's true. They'll be busy calling nine one one to help the people <laughs> that just got their eight thousand dollar watch run them jewels on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you want to talk about Google and the EU and antitrust or lack? I think, we, I think, I think you mean anti-American. Anti-American? Excuse me. So in Europe, they don't, they're very anti-American companies. The, they, they made Microsoft do some weird browser election Shane, and all this stuff. 
Shane, is this a case of they hate us because they ain't us? Or... It's also they like our money more than they like they, us. They, 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 like, they want money. Do they not know that... I mean, we could print them all the money they want. Do they not know that money is not... It's really not worth anything? It's, it's worth they our... Just have good, huh. They just have different views on competition. Like, they don't really like competition. So they legislated out? Is that... Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's what this is all about. That's dumb. Oh, yeah, they're threatening to take them to court, and of course, the court is likely going to side with the government that's suing. You know, it, yeah. My understanding from from a website is that they actually don't even have like they're almost like judge and jury at the same time. The way it works, so there's not going to be a trial. They're just going to decide what to do. But no, I mean, they're getting lobbied by Google competitors, and you know, they're they're arguing against you know. I mean, it's the same thing in the United States, too, right? Like, we create this illusion that Google's monopoly. And so what, what are they a monopoly of? Well, they're a monopoly of search. What the hell is search? How can they have a monopoly on search? How can they own the entire supply of search? That's true, right? Because when I lose stuff, you know what I do? I search for it. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I searched for my keys just this morning, as a matter of fact. And you know, you know who I didn't ask where my keys were? Google, Google, I didn't. <laughs> but but it's just weird. Like in the past, monopolies were always over like oil and steel and physical things that you could actually yeah, buy. Access yeah, yeah. And you know the only reason the i sorry the only reason my Android has like eighty percent market share in Europe and why they is because iPhones are too expensive. And the only reason why Google is dominating search over there is because Bing has focused pretty much only on American search. And so it sucks over there. So I, you know, I don't know what this is supposed to be like. Is, is Google really supposed to help? Does Google have an obligation to help companies like Yelp and, and TripAdvisor and all that? In the United States, they don't because we have something called the First Amendment, but they don't have that in Europe. And so they can manage a competition. And, you know, they'll put some stupid sanctions on like they do with Microsoft. <laughs> Um, you know, anti-Google people will love it. You know, five years from now, the world will change and those sanctions will look stupid. It's kind of just well, like I, a... I ordered a... Oh, go ahead, man. No, you go ahead, Eric. Well, fine. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, if you saw the article, um, but uh, Der Spiegel, it, which is a, a German magazine, um, they recently had a cover which had, like, Sergey Brin, it had... Um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, like a, a Marissa Meyer, like it had a whole bunch of like American IT, uh, you know, leaders on there. And um, I read I read a, uh, a translation of it and ended up buying the magazine itself. Um, but basically, it was just like railing against you know these American IT companies. And I I think these two things are very much related. Um, it comes down to a mistrust. Um, a lot of it, I think, a lot of it is mistrust. It's jealousy and. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, they're seeing that a lot of their, you know, a lot of their companies can't hack it. So when that happens, they legislate to, you know, at least artificially make, you know, other companies, you know, more successful. Um, you know, maybe do something like this so that way uh, a company like uh, Nokia or uh, is it Jala, like the the European company that makes like the um, yeah. the Androidish yeah, phones. Yeah, former Nokia people went and created Jala in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I it's it's unsurprising. I don't I don't think that like personally, you know, with my my view, I don't think they have a leg to stand on. But um, I mean, it's the EU; they play by different rules than we do here. So, so one of the biggest complainers to the EU is Microsoft, who also destroyed Nokia, which eliminated any competition for Android. Now, that would be pretty Machiavellian if they killed Nokia just so they could catch Google and antitrust in Europe. But I don't think Palmer was that, that smart. I think they did that in an attempt to save Windows Phone, and unfortunately it doesn't seem like it's actually helped. So we'll see how that goes. No, but even before that, they had a sweetheart deal with Nokia because Elop oh, yeah. used to be for Microsoft. Yes. And, you know, come on. He's like, what actually... He's what what actually changed Nokia to actually go exclusively Windows Phone, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. It, it, you know what, I can't think of, is Spotify maybe the only company from Europe that's ever hit it big in the U.S.? 
you know. I'm not sure. I mean, everything else I feel like is there are more, but I mean, oh, that's... Uh, Waze, Waze was was doing pretty good. Really... Oh yeah, and Super also and and also Mexican uh, dirt weed and like drugs. Those have made it. <laughs> Those are also big in the U.S. There have been a lot of foreign imports that have done well. Sure, there. sure. I, 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 I was referring to the EU where this anti-trust is. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, as far as EU, no, I can't think of anything. No, <laughs> nope. NATO? Does that does that count? <laughs> yeah, where do I get the NATO app from? Is that in the Google? Hold Google? on. Uh... Well, that's too bad. I mean, it's like 1.8 bill, like one. I mean, that's really nothing. It's almost just like a cheap payday for, for the EU. Uh, who gets that money? Like, where does that is that like back to us, the people, or them? I guess. In it, the... goes, it goes to bureaucrats. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they create a system of no competition, and then wonder why American companies. You know, could do so well, and then they're probably right. And somebody mentioned they're also annoyed about the Irish sandwich and all that stuff. You know, it's just stupid. So, somehow, everybody's convinced themselves that a horizontal text box and a submit button is an actual like thing that one company can own. It's just not. There's only so many of those in the world. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Google has a monopoly on them. It's what like it's like bits, man. There's only so many until you know you no, you make. More than there's more. Well, they, I mean, they nearly, Google nearly avoided, um, it reportedly nearly avoided uh, antitrust issues here in the United States, too, until they made some changes. That wasn't, so, that, that, was, no. No, that was misreported, though. It wasn't that narrow. Yeah. Like, okay. One, one group within the FTC, the lawyers wanted to sue, but everybody else didn't, which means it was a, it was a unanimous decision by the FTC. The allegations by the lawyers were not exactly like uh, rocks. You know, they were not exactly sitting on rock solid. And I think they just they just based it on without proving it that Google's monopoly and therefore operates under different rules. And I just don't think that's the case even in the United States. They're not monopoly. Let me ask you guys: Would would you guys use Google Search if they didn't have all like Gmail, like all these other apps? Like, do you use them because you use the apps, so it's there, or is it genuinely the best? Um. Well, I mean, I yeah. don't think I don't think this, no no <laughs> I don't think I think the search is better. Okay, but. Yeah. I wouldn't be like in the. I, I could switch to. I would switch to Microsoft if all the other things work better than the rest of the stuff that Google does. I don't yeah. think search is not the differentiator for me. Um, I mean, Google is. It does have the best search engine, um, but it's it's everything combined with the phone. I think now uh, Microsoft just doesn't have that. They did that ecosystem and they did it right. Yeah. Right, which and, is and funny the, considering how not right they did the social networking for such a long time. Like they built one ecosystem well and another not so well, which I find interesting. Well, I actually, well, I think they did. I think Google Plus is fine, but there's certain market forces and social. Yeah, yeah, no, I do too. I love it, but not all people are there. I have all my photos there. Like it's way better. I'll post links to my photo albums on Google Plus on Facebook. Like cuz yeah. I Facebook you can ban sucks. On your channel which is something you can't do from like Twitter, you know. Yeah, and I just like it. And I like having them all on my phone without actually having them on my phone because the first gen Moto X runs out of space pretty quick. <laughs> so you delete stuff from gallery but it's still in photos in the cloud, which is awesome. Yeah, I think I think that, so. If you think about Google's actual mission is is to organize the world's information, right? It's not to be a surgeon and to make it useful. The, you gotta and, also right, then it, make it. Yeah. So that mission, okay, that overall mission, which they've been on the same march pretty consistently for the yeah. last fifteen years. They started early with it, and they were consistent with it, and they didn't run it like a committee, like you like you have with Microsoft, and that's why Microsoft has been slow to adapt. Yeah. In my opinion. It, yeah, and so you end up with the best product for telling me everything I need to know and giving me the tools to find out what I know. In Microsoft's case, they've been all over the board. P- people seem to make, not be able to remember this, but like around 2007, before the iPhone and mobile took over, 
Steve Barber was thinking that he was going to compete with Google as a search engine. He, he actually said he could envision a time in the future where most of Microsoft's revenues came from advertising because he had Google on him. I was going to say real quick, also Windows Phone was a bigger chunk of the market back end, and they were making inroads then before the iPhone came out. So I had a Windows they, they Phone before any Android. Like I looked, I couldn't get a Treo on Verizon, and there was there was this 6700 Windows Phone. Yeah. And it was Windows awesome. Was gonna, <laughs> yeah, Windows Phone was going to be my first smartphone. I ended up getting a BlackBerry. I was that. listening to podcasts on Windows Mobile because BeyondPod had an app on that thing. There was a couple of really good ones. It was it was decent for for back then. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt, Shane. Go go on. What were you talking about before I interrupted you? <laughs> oh, we'll just uh, you know, Apple is pretty consistent with their mission, right? Um, so if you want to be in the Apple universe, you know, you can. Though they don't, they're not a full feature. Microsoft, they just constantly have envy. They're they're now about to go on a, their third reboot of their phone prop, their phone platform, right? Windows Mobile, Windows 7, Windows 8, now it's Universal Apps. And, you know, you can't string developers all like that. They just can't figure out what the strategy is. And all they ever do is copy other people. And I don't mean to say that their developers and their um, employees don't have their innovations, but the leadership has mostly been in copy mode. And so they constantly envy Google. They constantly Google or uh, envy Google and, and, and Apple. Yeah, and so, I mean, I found it funny they were – deriding Chromebooks uh, for so long, but all of a sudden you see things like the HP Stream and other netbooks that are, or Bing books or whatever you call those things, <laughs> you know, in the same market right. as Chromebooks. And it's like, oh, we, yeah. Can I, I tell you, I, I actually, I was getting, I was ordering a Chromebook for my girlfriend and I saw that HP in Amazon's Chromebook section and I didn't even like, I one clicked it like an idiot and thought it was a Chromebook and it got here and it was like Windows. We sent that shit right back and got the Chromebook. You're like, bing. Yeah, like I don't want a Windows laptop with specs for a Chromebook. That's not what we wanted. We wanted a cheap Chromebook. <laughs> yeah. All three of us are rocking those Asus Chromebooks though now. Me, Bob, and my girlfriend. Like they're such great laptops. They, they are, and now that some of them are going to start running Android apps, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty pretty cool. I've, I've been wanting to see that happen for a while. I mean, it's been speculated, even before they announced it last year, that, you know, that you could integrate Android into Chrome, and that looks like they're they're doing it, like, for real. Yeah, they need to get, they needed to finish ART first before they could do that. I don't think Dalvik, I don't think Dalvik could have handled it, so... Um, we made sure yeah, to get I, the Intel ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah don't, don't get the ARM ones. Um, no, no, no. There's nothing you can say about Chrome. Like, they're really good for what 90% of people do. Yeah. I would never tell my mother. Yeah, you should, I, I would tell my parents, uh, just, just get Chromebook. I got my mom one. She loves it. I'm just about to send my nephew a Chromebook, right? A yes. Chromebook. That's all they you need, know? dude. All their stuff is in the web. That's all I need. Like, all my writing, my articles, all my hip-hop stuff, like, all of that stuff is in the cloud, and I can hit it from is my it Chromebook Minecraft? for anything. <laughs> is what? Is Minecraft in the cloud? I mean... I don't play Minecraft. I don't know what that is, Eric. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a mature adult. I'm sorry. I have well, a no, job play, and kids, they, like it has everything they need. I mean, like kids want to play games and crap. I like that's not necessarily. We're not talking true. about kids, dude, bro. I thought you were talking about kids. No, like old kids, dude. Who's talking about kids? Oh, like older kids. Yeah. I heard a nephew. Yeah, nephews are like in their late forties, bro. Four or five. <laughs> now I'm just trolling. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, actually, Eric does bring a good point. Console games, mobile games on phones and tablets suck compared to computer then games. Then get a freaking Xbox or a PlayStation. Like, what do you want out of it? I thought I thought Shadowgun Dead Zone was perfectly great for a first-person multiplayer shooter on an Android tablet. No, they're all, they're, they're all no? bad. No? Uh, what, Google's, what Google's done now is they sort of opened the door to, in theory, you could play all these games, you know, on a Chromebook. You know, like... Just even a Chromebook, like the Chromebook I bought a couple years ago, Acer C710, that can still, that's still more powerful than most smartphones. It's probably still more powerful than my Nexus 5. It's a two-year-old 
you know, Intel-powered, you know, Chromebook. Aren't, aren't Eric and I buying some Asus Google TV pretty soon? MB in the chat says, I feel like Shane is just a Microsoft hater. Are you just a Microsoft hater, Shane? Um, don't let me think. Um, not really. Are you More using, like, do you have any Windows, do you have any Windows devices? I have one Windows machine to load to start up Steam. Because <laughs> Steam sucks in any other way. <laughs> no, I prefer PC gaming because I find the mouse keyboard combination superior. It is nice, right? It is nice. So, and my my wife, I mean, she has PC. She has a laptop and a PC and a, a new iPad, by the way, which is pretty nice. Um. I don't. I don't hate Microsoft. I, you know, it's not like I don't even. I don't even dislike Apple. Uh, Apple users. That's a different story, maybe. Uh, no, but I can't I afford Apple, it. so not yet, at least. One day, well, you know, when, when my MacBook Pro 2012 or 2011, which was like souped up at the time, after two and a half years, it just slowly degraded, right? And I had to. Spe- I had to figure out how much I want to spend. And I'm specking out MacBooks and. PCs and it's like I could buy three I could go through three you know mini desktops in like three years and I would still come out ahead and what it would cost me to buy the Mac uh, you know one MacBook or one Mac Mini so I went that's why I'm on Linux now because of the cost uh, of a, a Microsoft or a, of a, um, a Mac so it, and honestly I would suggest. Uh, I would, you know, if I would tell if I would tell my mother what she should buy, get a Chromebook first, because all she does is Facebook and want to be able to send us email. Uh, you know, I, I can't recommend a MacBook for anybody unless you have a lot of disposable wealth. And the or you're doing you, it's specialized. You're doing music. You're running Ableton. You're doing uh, video editing. You're running yeah, like that kind of stuff. You're not doing on a Chromebook. I edited it a little bit with the YouTube editor, but if I want to do anything major, I'm going Pro and I'm using Windows Movie Maker. You know where that's at? It's on Windows, so you know. It's in the accessories folder. You it's know. in the accessories folder. You just window key and then just start typing W I N. And I, I know the Windows PCs are coming down in price and all that, but I think those are going to suffer from like what we were just talking about with cheap Android tablets in two years. Oh, they ago. better not. Yeah. If my Lenovo has any more malware on it, first of all, that was not cool, <laughs> Lenovo. First of all, I cleaned yeah, that. I cleaned that stuff out like a long time ago. But if my memory starts degrading, I'm going to be so mad. This all-in-one yeah. though was pretty decently priced. And it does all this audio podcasting and all that. I have eight gigs of RAM in it, which it only came with four. But yeah, I, what do you guys think about the Chrome Bits, which is an actual real product on April Fool's job? I think that's pretty cool. And actually, uh, like myself and others, have been wanting to see something like that for the longest time because you know the the what is it the uh, Chrome Chromebox or what do you call it? I think real quick. Uh, you know was actually not built on Chrome, is built on Android. And then here you actually have a Chrome computer, you know, in a in a, a dongle or whatever. <laughs> you just plug in Chrome TV. Do you mean Chromecast? Yeah, Chromecast. For some reason I couldn't the word cast was too hard for my brain to <laughs> to recover. Yeah. I'm less excited about the Chrome bid. I liked the other thing that they announced, the Chromebook flip. Um, I thought that was a, a cooler you know, announcement. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna plug uh, the Chrome thing into my TV and and use it. Like that's that's stupid. And if I want to plug it into a monitor, I'll just get one of those like Acer or Asus um, like all-in-one Chrome boxes. What if now? What what if? Stay with me here. What if monitor what companies if? started selling monitors? Dumb monitors but that just had a little thing in it that had chrome if you wanted to use it if you didn't have uh your computer with you you just somehow had the monitor i don't know it'd be something cool to like send with with every monitor it wouldn't take much more space and it'd be a huge marketing thing for them but that's actually just a chromebox right right but i mean you're getting a monitor that you're using for your computer but then it like yeah extra it's value add that would be yeah. an interesting value add. Like if you buy a monitor with a G-Sync module, that's like 180 
80 bucks just for that module, all it does is, you know, give you variable refresh rates. Well, a $100 computer just built into your monitor, you know, there are seven or $800 monitors, you know, out there that people buy, you know, buy a $300 monitor or it's $400 with a computer in it, that may be worth getting. Yeah. I actually, I think it's cool from a geek point of view, but it doesn't seem like a real product to me because you still need a USB key, or sorry, a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. So I mean, it's not portable. Well, a lot of these have USB, you know, ports in them. You just plug in a, a keyboard and mouse, just a regular ten dollar keyboard, ten dollar mouse that you might just have lying around or whatever. Right, but this, this requires a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. Oh yeah, the for the Chrome bit, yeah, yeah. Now, the, the Chrome Flip seems to me like the perfect computer for school. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that makes some inroads in the education market. Yeah, Eric, yeah people have been saying like? that, though. I don't know. Like, it, for school, they, they, they were doing that when I was going to college. Um, you know, the, the Windows convertibles were supposedly big. I think I saw one person Those with them. Those are terrible, though. And it really wasn't much value. They were terrible. They were terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Horrible. But these are $250, right? And it so weighed like 18 pounds. No. The Chromebook well, yeah, I, I mean, I think for the price, that's good. I just like the, the flip portion I like because I could see me using that like sitting on the couch. But in a in a classroom, I still don't see how it would make any, any real difference. I think well, you'd want something with a keyboard. Like you'd want the keyboard part out. You wouldn't want it flipped. What I mean is, though, like, I don't think convertible laptops are practical, I mean, cost-wise for anybody uh, to put in schools. You know, despite what the commercials say, students are not buying loads and loads of uh, Surface Pro. No, no, they're not. The only people Uh, buying those are people making TV shows and movies, and they're buying them so they have props in their TV shows and movies. I'll just say that, like, schools are not so much interested in a notebook that flips backwards. What they're more interested in are durable notebooks that, when they purchase one year, it'll be around for at least a couple years. And in many cases, what a lot of these school districts do, they just buy something for two years, and then they essentially give it back to who they purchase from, and they purchase a new set of Chromebooks or whatever. So that's something that's popular. But the the focus for the education market is really durable, repairable notebooks or products, whatever they use. You know, it's also awesome, right? You log into your school account, you leave the computer at school, then you come home, log into your computer at home, and boom, there's all your stuff. Yeah, you know what I do? It like I, I take a night class uh, every Monday, Wednesday night, and uh, we have these uh, workstations at at college that. They basically do something called a deep freeze, and it basically, when you reboot the computer, completely wipes it and starts from scratch. But what I'll do is, when I sit down, I log in, log into Chrome, all, all my apps and stuff load up within a, within a minute, and then I've got everything I'm used to. You know, I've got Google Drive and all that kind of stuff. And then when I'm done, when I leave class that night, I basically reboot the machine, and it's completely wiped and everything like that. So that that's something some of the schools are doing. So you can log in and do whatever. Ghosting them. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Oh, uh, let's see. Do you guys see this? Uh, Google cutting Android malware in half in 2014. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, it shouldn't have been there in the first place. I guess like infecting that, that so many. That's easier said than done. Well, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> that is good that they're that. that they're killing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Android ecosystem is overhyped in terms of how much malware. Well, we talked about a lot of these, like the SMS bugs and all that stuff. It's Yeah, yeah. A lot of it too is poor user uh education, I guess. Uh yeah. Users just randomly tap and click and point and yes and accept everything. It's, you know. Yeah, and so do people I guess they get walked through the process of allowing third party sort of apps. Yeah, like at the stores, they're like, and here's your new phone on our new wireless broadband network. Feel free to turn it into a bot in your local botnet neighborhood. Clicking this box. Southwest Airlines last year, the Android app to use to connect to their in flight entertainment system, which doesn't work, actually instructs you to uh, uncheck. You know, it instructs you how to allow third-party sources onto your device, and then they give you an APK uh, for you to download your what? phone or device. It's not in the store? That's not very legit, Southwest Airlines. What the I mean, hell? Terrible. That's terrible. Like, 
I don't even know what the security is like on an airplane, but I mean, could there be? What was that thing? What was that thing you used to be able to do with a fire fire sheep or what was it? Yeah, fire sheep cookie hijacking. Remember that yeah. forced all the websites to go SSL, like uh, Facebook and Twitter and and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, so uh, it's like I don't know if you can even do it on the airplane, but I can't think of something less secure to do than just download some random SSL. Yeah. <laughs> God knows how how secure uh, um, that network is. I just thought that was hilarious. Go ahead and check this box, and your flight attendant will upload your malware shortly. <laughs> the one thing I found interesting in this report because it, it's a it's a larger report about the overall. I think they call it like the state of security, like a state of security or state of the union or something like that. Um, one thing I found interesting though was that they said that um, fewer than 0.15% of devices that download only from the Play Store had potentially harmful applications. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, I mean, there's, I, I guess we should have known that, like, you know, Bouncer is not perfect, like these things that they do are not perfect. But still, like there is a there's a percentage, a very small percentage, to where you could be downloading only from the Play Store and still get infected with uh, harmful applications. Just not as much. Yeah. And they're yeah, more I mean, they're, they're more less. quickly. We, obviously, we don't have the numbers from Apple for the same thing. Sure, um, it happens. But, I'm but, sure. What, Shane? <laughs> Please. Oh, there's a, they won't tell you. No, no, of course not. Did, did you guys talk last week about Andrew, or uh, Google changing their review process? No, we didn't. Go ahead. Well, that's probably part of what they were trying to do. because they, The headlines were ranging from Google does something pretty cool or to Google is now Apple because they're now reviewing your apps. Now, for most people who wrote this who never tried to submit an app to either store, let me tell you, We've been submitting, we were submitting versions of our app for the last six months, never once even noticed there was a difference uh, to them reviewing your apps ahead of time. Meanwhile, Apple, you know, it's a crapshoot when your your app gets, sometimes it can be 10 days before they even start to review it. And they don't actually review it because you can't review an app for security in 10 minutes. You know, it, wouldn't you so, think, isn't it just like a, it's going through a series of tests, and if it flags certain things, maybe somebody looks Yeah, right, automated or heuristic scan. or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what Google is doing. And, but they're, just, they're kicking Apple's ass on this, right? Because no one even noticed that Google was doing this. Because you don't think much of it if it takes anywhere from three to six hours for your update to get pushed Right, before. but if it's you like three months later, you're like, why is my app still not in the store? And it drives us crazy, right? Because you release the version and you find bugs, but you you can't. It, with, with with Android, we can just push out a new app version every two days. Just well, and they have. Are you using all of the like the beta release stuff and all the test stuff that you can like release it out the soap tests and everything? Like, I'm not sure yeah. if iOS let lets you do that, but I thought that was a really cool thing. Play Store lets you do. Yeah, it's part of the the problem with our app uh, group up at app.com is that um, the bugs that we find are very hard to. And when I say release, I mean you can do stage releases. You only got to 100 users and all that. Um, but even so, the thing with Android is you could you could release those the apps to like a couple hundred people, get the bugs, see the bugs, see if something happens in the real world production environment that you can't simulate in dev. Right. And then two days later, you make a bunch of bug fishes and push it out. And forget about it. And the next morning, you wake up and it's updated. With Apple, it's like uh, you have to wait seven to ten days for every single review, no matter how small the change is. And there's a few tricks that may work now and then that you can get something ahead of the line. A lot of times, they, you know, you're just whatever they decide to. And then if you find another bug, all right, you lose your spot in the queue. You got to pull the app and then resubmit it at the back of the queue. And sometimes they've taken so long, we have like a new version ready to go, that we have to pull off the old version, just put in the new one, and then hope they get it. It's terrible. Shane, 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 Shane. Whoa. Let's not not blame Apple for your poor coding. (laughs) I mean, come on. Maybe you write it. Oh, snap. It's not Apple's fault. Oh, snap. Here we go. (laughs) 
Shane, well, Shane, your rebuttal. You're not insulting me. You're insulting my coworkers who aren't here to defend themselves. That's a cheap shot. Yeah, Listen, why? That's, that's why, their fault. Are, Open invitation. Are they from India? I mean, I'm sure there's lots of good Indian coders, but are, are they? Uh, no, they are from South America. Some of my favorite tech support people are from India. Yeah, um... No, but I mean, the thing is, Eric, we like to move fast also. So if we find something that doesn't work, we want to be able to make changes like in a, in a week. We sh- you think we'd be able to go out, just push out every, every week, push out a new version without having to think about it. And then no matter how good a coder you are, right, there's always bugs, right? There's always things you can prove. There's always optimization. Software is not like, it's not like you're carving a statue and then you finish it and put it off and sit, sit you know, and, and, and let it there, sit there. You're constantly changing it. Apple, in my opinion, is user hostile because they hamstring developers. Um, you know, and and um, it's 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 just not good. So the fact that Google can make that change and no one notices and everybody's just happy, that is amazing because it is it has happened like twice that we've ever gotten a review done within 24 hours with with, uh, with Apple. You know, so let me give you an example, right, of, of something that, that's frustrating in hostile users. We, we're testing whether or not which works better. In uh, a third, third-party third backend approach to sending out SMS messages or an in-app solution that uses the, the built-in composer, if users don't like it, right, you have to wait 10 days to change it. And that's terrible. When you're trying to iterate, do you let them vote? What do you mean? They just users are just like send you angry messages or like uh, one star. Judge. This sucks. <laughs> well, you, you judge how people respond. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're letting the user inflect the direction of your software. Johnny Ive would not approve. Yeah, Shane, users are dumb and they don't know what they want. You have to give them what they want, and what they want is attack of the androids and pot videos. Apparently. Way more of those, which is weird. Doesn't, doesn't that, those videos get more views than that? They get so many more views, you guys. You have no idea. We're <laughs> <laughs> here to educate uh, and inform, man. Yeah, no, that's totally awesome. I enjoy doing those more. I get to, like, smoke weed and shit. But, no, it, it, uh, it's a funny, like, to watch the two. <laughs> Uh, not surprising though, honestly. No, not right now at least. It's a very hot topic, a very hot button issue, if you will. <laughs> and you moved to a safe state, right? I did. I'm a weed refugee, Shane. I had to I had to flee my my home. Look at this, Shane. <laughs> Do you see that? He's an internationally displaced person. This is my heart, and this is Montana, okay? And that's my heart in it still, and this is a tree. My friend drew those. Uh, and I wear it every day at the lab to remind myself that one day uh, my my legislator will let me live back in my state uh, and and legalize I can weed to my homeland. and work in the industry of my choice. <laughs> like true freedom, you guys. True freedom is here somewhere in Washington, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't. People from where I live here, Kansas City. Is uh, Colorado's close enough that people do make the drive from here? Ooh, yeah, that's uh, trafficking. Be careful doing that. <laughs> I, I think they, I think they get a little more, a little more tourist action now from this area than they did before. Yeah, I think you could start a pretty sweet business slash web app of doing weed tours on the down low, all encrypted, the, the underground and, and weed railroad. Uh huh. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> But yeah, it sucks that that had to happen. My internet went from 30 meg down, 5 up, to 10 down, 1 up, if I'm lucky. <laughs> really? So you're down, what happened? Why is that? Because like, this... I, I live in the sticks. I also live in the sticks now, I guess. No, there's just one DSL provider, and here they is only go up... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only 10. They only got 10 one here. That's it. That's the fastest they go. Yeah, same here. But enough enough uh, weed related businesses move in and and more people keep getting it. Uh, hopefully they'll upgrade. I don't know. We'll see. I, don't, I would think the opposite because then wouldn't them wouldn't all people not notice how slow it was? They just wouldn't care. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they probably came from somewhere where there was Century Tell. 
That's what I had before we got cable. Like when I first lived in Montana, there was only CenturyTel. There was no cable. There was CenturyTel, and then there was another provider that was getting it through CenturyTel. <laughs> then they would sell it to you. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. And then we got cable. Well, you could, you could move, you could move somewhere. Like My here. LTE is faster. There's Verizon LTE here. My phone gets wicked good service here. I and I have unlimited. I just don't have like a thing to put it onto this for Hangouts and stuff. I could USB tethered, I suppose, but don't want to do that. DSL's all right. The show works. I mean, this is HD, kind of. <sighs> Yeah, well, yeah, I have to wait like 18 minutes to upload one MP3 (laughs) at like 128K. It's awesome. Uh, Let's see. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, Eric, pick something to talk about, and then we'll wrap this up. We'll call back to last week's episode. Ooh, yes, Um, please. That that OnePlus, the the hashtag game changer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so those... That that Reddit thing was correct. Ah, uh, was it? Was it? Was it really? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. a little mini drone, and it's already sold out because it was only twenty bucks. Um, yeah, they yes. they did it. I'm not yes. sure what that's about. I I thought I think because they did it on <laughs> April Fool's, so maybe it was like a no. practical April Fool's joke. It is. There it's, was an actual problem. It's one of those things where it's like, if it bombs, April Fools. If if we make two million dollars, then <laughs> screw it, we'll make. It. If not, we're geniuses. Yay! We win either way. We'll call it the Washington Redskins. <laughs> uh, Is it the one plus two coming out soon? Ooh, that's three. Very exciting. There you go. See, look at that little guy. Yeah, that's what's up right there. Little OnePlus logo. And I like it. Looks like it has like an Ethernet cord on it. I'm confused. I love it. I love that that's a thing. This will be like that Google. It looks very small. It's so Um, small. Shane, it's it's so small. It looks like one of the mini drones. That that seems on average, like when I see these little quadcopters. Well, there's um, your phone. And then that right there next to it is that scale? Is that that's scale? Yeah, here you go. Yeah, that's scale. So, whoa, 70, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's tiny. It's a micro machine, bro. No, 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 no. I'll look at the phone. Yeah. Oh, don't look at the phone. Look at the tiny no, 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 micro no, no, no. machine next to it. It's right here. Look at it. Look at it, Shane. Look at it. Look at it. I'll, I'll try to see there's a difference. Make it full screen. Make it full it's, screen, it's like, and then look at it. I was wondering if they released the OnePlus 2 in there and no one knows it because they're just looking at the droid. Ooh. Ooh, Shane. Somebody's been decoding Ingress episodes. If you guys saw Stephen Condick from Cyanogen's comment that the reason one of the reasons the delay is uh, for Lollipop for the OnePlus 1 is because they're waiting for, he said, they're waiting for certification on the Plus 2. Mm. So I wonder if that meant they're doing another... Uh, one plus, another one phone with one plus. Which maybe I'll buy if the camera is a disaster. Yeah? Did their CEO also tell uh, users that were complaining about uh, uh, software updates for the one plus to chill the F out? <laughs> yes! He should, right? People need to hear that. Users. You need to hear that because sometimes you're too demanding and you're dicks. So sometimes somebody needs to come along, slap a little taste out your mouth, and tell you to chill the fuck out. And I'm glad that guy did it, and you deserve it, and that's awesome. I kind of like him. Fuck yeah. The real culture we have with phones and all that. Right? Isn't it weird? It's very cultish. It's just a phone, guys. And you're probably buying the watch, right? To prove that it's not a phone, though, dude. It's more than that. It's not only a status symbol. It is your. It is your piece of being able to communicate with everything and everyone on that other end. Like it's. It's you. It's sharing. It's you. It's our human nature. It's human nature. It's her. Actually, it's I, I like it's pretty much her. And you can see by my wall of charging here, I have way too many devices, so I really shouldn't be talking. About I do them. like I like the Swanson pyramid of greatness. <laughs> I do appreciate that. 
yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, they're just foam, so just really relax. If you know, you'll get the lollipop when you get the lollipop. But Shane, off. Shane, relaxing doesn't sell phones, bro. You know what sells phones? Thermonuclear war. That sells phones. Competition. Gotta draw a line in the sand and say you're either with us or you're against us. And if you're against us, well, then we're gonna make fun of you and flame you on the internet that we both share via our different devices. You know what? I recently, I'll tell you, I recently uh, saw this happen in the, uh, there, there's a thing on the internet r- lately called uh, Rossin, Rossin Tech, and pretty much what it has to do with is, uh, like, people doing extractions and making, like, uh, dabs, basically, right? Extract, oil, herbs, wax, uh, shatter. Anyway, these these all involve lots of extractions and there's a very like core set of people that are very passionate about this and along comes some kid that figured out you can take your sister's hair straightener and some parchment paper and put buds in there and run the thing on it and extract dabs without having to do extractions. And this got all over like Facebook and Reddit and everything. But there's this weird divide between the people that do like actual extractions and BHO hating on this other thing that's like, oh, that's just, you're just playing. It's just a fad. It's for kids. And it's the same thing. Like it's, it's people getting, because they have nothing else to be like, this is my thing, right? So they find something that's like their phone or their weed extract method and they find a community online and then whenever anything else tests it you see it with podcasts dude you can listen to so many different podcasts but listeners of podcasts like hate on every other podcast because it's not the one they listen to like it's people are dumb that's what it comes down to is people are dumb exactly and if you're not listening to attacking androids then fuck you i mean that's what i'm pretty much just saying if you're not using android or listening to this show on android that's all I'm saying. Dabs. Dabs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eric, what's our email address? Our email address is showedattackoftheandroids.com. Awesome. Uh, Nick, do you have any videos you would like to mention, like that one? Please. The recent one. Oh, the recent one? Well, I did one recently where I repurchased a re Did you say weed? <laughs> weed purchase? Oh, re- no. A weed <laughs> purchase? Nice. No, it's uh, Eric, this he box. said we'd purchase. Go. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I bought, bought a re-camera, re-unboxed it, and I'm going to recheck it out to see if it doesn't have the defect that I, the previous one did. Also, uh, I'm going to be putting out a review on my channel, the Nexus 9. I got it late, but you know, I finally got it. But one of the things I'll point out is my wife has a newspaper, like the school newspaper, and I did a review for her on the Nexus 9 put it in there, so... I actually got something published of mine. So wait, wait what, what is that? Uh, what a news, a newspaper? Yeah, I know. It's this crazy technology. It's flexible. Why it's got you... a bendable screen. It's crazy. <laughs> Did you? I didn't get your first one. So could you resend it to me, Nick? Because I would use the crap out of that thing. Was this one of the ninety-nine dollar? Like, yes. did you go to Best Buy and get one of the ninety-nine dollar ones? Yeah. Yeah, I bought the original one for 99 bucks on the ACC Hot Deal, Hot Deal site, and uh, it was defective, and I tried getting a replacement, and they basically said they would only take give me a refund. So I decided I wasn't going to buy, and at the time, the sale ran out because it was like a one-day or two-day sale or whatever. So I wasn't going to rebuy it for $200 when nah. I bought it for huh. 100 So I waited until it went on sale again, which was last weekend, and that's when I bought it. So Nick, did- more, more importantly, can you meerkat with it? What what is that? You can't actually YouTube stream on it. What is you that? What's Meerkat? It's a it's a live streaming app. Whoa. Hold on. What is what you, is it? You didn't hear you didn't hear about Meerkat? Is it an iOS thing? No. It's a Well, it's an iOS only. Okay, then I don't I, then no, I didn't and I don't care. So what is it? <laughs> Never mind, I don't care. Don't tell me. Uh Nick earlier did you say pot deal? Sorry, I just wanted to circle back to that because I'm pretty sure I thought I heard you say pot deal. Sorry. Um, Shane, do you have an article or something you would like to mention, please? Yes, I do. And it's so appropriate for the discussion you're just having. Pot deals? Nothing nothing to do with technology. 
book by John Ronson called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. <laughs> and it, it, he's, a, he's written some really amazing... If you guys ever saw the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats, he's the writer behind that movie. Um, he writes good stuff. He writes really good stuff. And the point of the book is, is how terrible people... You know, how people react and treat other people for very minor transgressions, like, um, you know, using an Android phone or, you know, when, for example, Android users, when Instagram came up and a bunch of people attacked them, um, doesn't apply to people wearing the Apple edition watch. Those people get all this public shaming they deserve. But, uh, it's, uh, it's really about that, that kind of, uh, the problem we have in our culture where people pile on and they love to find people, who agree with them and then attack the hell out of people who don't agree with them. That's and, right. Uh, I mean, we joke about iOS sucking and true or not, you know, we're not, it's mainly said in jest. Um, and I don't think you've ever called on people to publicly shame and humiliate iOS users. Only my uh, brother, only much- my brother. But you know what? I will mention signal. We talked about this. I think that that is finally out for iOS. So, now we can all encrypt our texts to each other, which we should all be doing just for fun. Um, between Tech Secure and then now for iOS, it's called Signal. So that's cool. Okay, well then, uh, that, I guess you'll, that was your pick. No, I'm not picking. I was just mentioning uh, it. We've been waiting I forever. Book, I think this book is important just for anybody on the internet and in this culture and writing. You know, anyone doing a writing, podcasting, calling out people, blah, blah, blah. I think it's... A book that everybody should read because it's really about technology and how awful we are. So, what's the name again? It's so you've been publicly shamed. God, Eric, don't be such a fucking idiot. By John Ronson, <laughs> and before people even read the book, they've tried publicly shaming him about excerpts. Oh my god, Eric! Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh man! All right, we have to end the show. I, Eric, I'm so sorry. Eric, tell 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 us tell us the email address again, bud. Come on out, it's okay. Come on out. Show, show. Sorry, show at There you go. All right, bud. It's okay. You just you just go go lay down now. It's bedtime. It's okay. It's okay. Night. Yeah, it's okay. Tag Thanks for listening. You guys have a great evening. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.